This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, this is Smart TV with me, Caroline Frost, and you, Kellyanne Taylor. Lovely to be here talking about all good things on the box. So we're going to start off with a festive, are you allowed to say festive? It is a feast, isn't yeah. it? It's not Christmas, but it's still a feast. A festive public announcement. What is on the box for Easter, please? Well, Easter is such a lovely time of year. It's so nice, I think. It's got none of the pressure of Christmas, but I think it's a time to kind of be with family and to reflect. And I love an Easter service. So we've got some really nice things. Uh, there's Easter from Kings, which most people will know the Christmas service. Mm-hmm. But we... Go to King's College with choristers and singers and it will just be this kind of, again, the splendid backdrop of the chapel in Cambridge. So that's to be enjoyed. Lovely. Uh, And that's on at 6pm, BBC Two on Saturday. And then on actual Easter Day, so Sunday, you can watch the Easter Day service on Sunday at 10am on BBC One, followed by the Pope's traditional blessing. Great. What will you be doing this Easter, Caroline? I will be watching lots of lovely television, curled (laughs) up, because that's what bank holidays are for. So we kick off with, this is the big one, why didn't they ask Evans? question mark. This is an Agatha Christie, one of the lesser known ones because it doesn't have a Poirot or a Miss Marple at its centre. Nevertheless, very popular. This isn't the first adaptation for screen, but this brings with it Lucy Boynton and Will Poulter as the leads. Lovely young couple, irrepressible, enthusiastic, crime solving. And it is Hugh Laurie who has in fact not just adapted the script, he's directed it and he also appears in it as a sort of slightly mysterious doctor who you don't think, you're not quite sure if he's a good one or a bad so what sets this apart? Why Why should we watch it? Well, because you think, oh, no Poirot, Miss Marple, what mm. am I doing? But it gives other characters a chance to shine. It's a very different tone. It's quite rompy. I would say it's a caper. I mean, they start off in Wales on a cliff edge and a man falls to his death. And Bobby rushes to help him and he just says the words, why didn't they ask Evans before dying? And that sets Bobby and his friend, inverted commas, Mm. Frankie, lovely lady, Lady Frances to you, um, (laughs) off on on a tail, on a caper across the country. They end up in London. They end up at the country house. So yes, there's the country house mystery. But uh, there's, there are some elements that you don't normally get. So the Poirots and the Miss Marples, they, they tend to stay in one place and you know exactly what you're going to get. But with these two, a little bit more uh, to play with, I think. So good fun over three nights, I think. It's got some huge names attached. Oh, I know. Emma Thompson, your oh. friend from the podcast. Yes. You, a Laurie, little plug. mentioned. Uh, Lucy Boynton, spectacular, so glamorous. I think people will know her from 
Bohemian Rhapsody and also the recent remake of The Ipcrest File. I think she is going to be only a bigger star. So yes, lots of fun. A few funny lines. I mean, it's you, Laurie, but there's a, a cracking old mystery to solve along the way. Where can our listeners find that? That will be on ITV1. It was previously shown, just to be confusing, on BritBox a year ago, mm. but this is the first time it's come to ITV1 proper. So over three nights from Sunday to Tuesday. So we have a vintage mystery. Now, what about your police drama? There's always a new police drama, there isn't there? Is. You We've can spoken a lot. To this. <laughs> so this one, quick heads up, this is uh, called 6-4, Obviously, a police code, Kellyanne. Oh. Um, it stars Kevin McKidd. Who, you say? <laughs> well, only um, the Grey's Anatomy alumnus. Oh. And no, he's not even alumnus. He's still in it. But he's obviously, you can tell, he's wanting to flex his muscles. He's Scottish by trade. So he plays Dr. Owen Hunt. Does that ring a bell in Grey's Anatomy? He's been Is there he forever. Is he the heartthrob? He's one of them. He's not. Is he, he the one that's in Bridget Jones? No, he's not a steamy or a dreamy. Oh. But he's kind of up there. Okay. And he directs some of Grey's Anatomy as well these okay. days. I mean, he's a massive star in the States. I mean, being in a show like that means mm. take, turns you into a household name and face. Yeah. But he's come home to his native Scotland and he's made this show. He what he's got a production deal. You know you've made it when you get the production deal. Mm. And he's made this first thing out of the trap is 6-4 and he plays uh, a policeman Vinette Robinson who people will recognise from the A word perhaps. Uh, she plays his estranged wife and so they've got problems in their marriage and then their lives are very much complicated by the disappearance of their daughter. And off we go. So it's him as a troubled Scottish policeman searching for his own daughter and other crimes and cases become involved as well. Plus, he's got this very, very cross with him, but having to work with him wife down in London, tapping into her own contacts. Should I know what 6-4 means? I wouldn't really expect you to know. This is quite <laughs> a niche bit of information. The TV series is actually based on a Japanese novel. Big hit by, I'm going to hopefully pronounce this right, Hideo Yokoyama and 6-4 is the Japanese calendar year the action takes place. Okay. Are you telling me you didn't know that? You know what, Caroline? <laughs> you blindsided me here with that information. However, learn something new every day, oh, no? Oh, every day's a school day. <laughs> that is 6-4 on ITVX, the new streaming service from ITV. So speaking of learning something new every day, uh, there is a travel log. So anyone who regularly listens to this show, I think, knows that I am a travel log junkie. Am mm. I allowed to call oh, myself that? Oh, you love that? it. Um, you know, and so this is uh, my weekly recommendation for my armchair traveller friends. So this is Last Woman on Earth with Sarah Pascoe. It's on Sunday, Easter Day, uh, BBC Two, 9pm. And it's a travel log with a twist. Basically, she goes to a country and spends her time shadowing, taking part, say what you will, in these jobs that are going, quote unquote, extinct. Oh. So the first episode, she goes to Greece. And she does bell making. Uh, she goes and makes bread, but it's like decorative bread. It's not bread that you eat. And she visits a monk in a monastery who lives in this area completely by himself. However, it's not really that alone because he's visited by lots and lots of tourists. So it's it's really interesting. And I think it does sound interesting. Does she muck in or does she kind of do that classic, ooh, I'm so surprised by no, all of this? Massively. She like hair's tied back, mm -hmm. hands are dirty. She's she's getting getting involved. The thing that I do think is worth asking, 
is you do see a lot of these jobs and you think like, oh, they're really interesting or it's really interesting to learn about. So there's there's one bit where she goes and she learns a whistle that's from an area and it's basically an old way of communicating about danger or, you know, mm-hmm. invaders or whatever. And she learns it and you do think, well, now with, you know, the growth of mobile phones and things <laughs> like that, you, mm. you don't necessarily need it. So I think a lot of these jobs, although they're interesting to learn about, you can perhaps see but why there's the decline has, has replaced yeah them. or yeah. why there's not that necessity to have it but it also i mean it does highlight some some more kind of depressing issues it looks at climate change it looks at kind of economic uh decline lots of people leaving or young people leaving kind of idyllic places because there's no jobs there's no money and so they're leaving for big cities and the kind of aging population so it's more informative i think than you would initially think when yeah. you're watching it uh, but Sarah Pascoe is an I mean she's an absolute treat she's she's a really, great guide for yeah, you yeah she's good and actually obviously I'm going to do my little shameless self promo here uh, but if you like it you can tune in next Tuesday to listen to me talking to Sarah Pascoe about the show on our Radio Times podcast very good I have to say I always think about that when I watch Bake Off and I think it's all very nice but that Swedish cake that they did once. I mean, they sell it beautifully pre-made, prefabricated in Ikea. Yeah. Anyway, just a thought. (laughs) So, what have I got for you? I have got something, I guess, a bit old school. Peter O'Toole. Ever heard of him, young lady? No, not a sniff. That's BMT for listeners. That's a code at Radio Times for before my time. You are missing a treat. Well, I defy you to find a, a man in your time of equal charisma and handsomeness. I defy you. That's your challenge for this week. (laughs) So this is Peter O'Toole. This is the story um, of his role in Lawrence of Arabia. People will remember how he arrived on screen in David Lean's epic film. And it made stars of him. It made stars of Omar Sharif as well. I mean, it it lapped up the Oscars. They don't make films like this anymore. Mm. Asterisk, yes, they do. But they're normally by Sam Mendes or somebody like that. (laughs) So uh, he was pretty special. He was married to Sean Phillips, who is now a dame, still very glamorous, very attractive. And she has plenty to say about the wonder, but also the woe that came with being married to such a man. She calls him in the Radio Times this week a wonderful rotter. And I think that tells you quite a lot, but definitely worth a treat. I mean, his performances in the film Beckett, as well as Lawrence of Arabia, is examined. He really did have something very, very special. I would say he was in that gang of hellraisers in the 60s, if you've heard of any of them. Richard Burton. Yes. Yes. uh, Richard Harris. Still no. Still nothing. Wait, Richard Um, Harris? Caroline, you're talking to Kellyanne the biggest Harry Potter fan in the world. There we go. He's the OG Dumbledore. Well, I'm glad we found an avenue. (laughs) So this is a wallow down memory lane to uh, the life and this one particular episode of his adventures of Peter O'Toole making Lawrence of Arabia and quite the toll it took on him. I don't think David Lean was much of a fan, but clearly they found a way of working together. So that is something for a a rainy afternoon. Sit back, cuddle up. And as I say, your challenge is to find somebody more handsome in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) So I have, um, if you're, again, Sunday afternoon, this is perfect viewing the boy the mole the fox and the horse uh, which is on easter monday bbc one 6 p.m so this has been on tv before uh, but they're doing a re-showing and i I think it's ideal 
Easter Sunday watch. You know, it's family friendly. It's wholesome. It's, you know, an injection of hope. Did you enjoy the book? I did. I thought it was gorgeous. How does the screen adaptation compare with the book? Is it what you imagined when you were reading? Yes, because it's animation, it lends itself to that so well. Um, And, you know, it's got Tom Hollander, Gabriel Byrne and Idris Elba voicing the trio of animals. And I mean, they have such, you know, different but gorgeous and strong voices. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a it's a really lovely, tender watch. So that's my that's my recommendation for a Sunday viewing. Okay. Quick one from the archive, because we talked about Agatha Christie, I just want to alert listeners to a lovely show on the iPlayer. It's a one-off. It's Lucy Worsley talking about Agatha Christie's career. She calls her the mystery queen. And it really does examine the influence of Agatha Christie's real life on her still, to this day, best-selling in the world ever Mm. novels. And it makes you realise that even somebody like little old Miss Marple was actually quite progressive. She was a spinster. She was travelling by herself. She was holding her own with detectives, all of them around her, male, younger. And you think, actually, that's quite something. So, yes, that's a a little tip for another rainy afternoon. Uh, There's obviously going to be none. It's going to be sunny and beautiful over Easter. But should you need a little bit of a a tuck away by yourself, then that's something to go and watch as well. I think we have a listener's choice, don't we? Yes, so we're going to start doing this. So please do make sure that you write in. But we've had a recommendation from a listener. So Emma has written in and she has said, I find your podcast so useful for TV watching. Thank you very much, Emma. Great to hear. Um, I have a recommendation, which I don't think you've covered. The Cockfields on BBC Two, just series one at the moment. That's a great recommendation. I haven't seen it. Have you, Caroline? No, but I want to. Yes. So now I'll go away and give that a watch and then feedback next week. Great. Thank you, Emma. And please do, anyone else listening, thinking of any recommendations for us, they want shows that they think we should cover, that we need to see, write to us at podcast at radiotimes.com and join us again next week.